All right, welcome back to the Prospecting Show. Today is Thursday, March 18th, and we have Ryan Frederick on the call. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So the the people who listen to the show here, I always have this intro where we talk about past, present, and future, but we already talked about what the format is of the show. So we'll just dive right into it. Tell us a little bit about you. What is your current company today? And then let's roll backwards and talk about your past. Yeah, current gig is I'm a partner at a software uh, product and digital consulting firm. So we help clients from startups up to enterprises build software products and to solve data problems. Um, and prior to that, been a part of, of starting several software companies. And, um, you know, it, it was it was a very you know, mercurial, circuitous journey. Um, and, you know, it, not much of it was very strategic, frankly. Sure. Um, and it's one of the things I, t- I tell people now is that I, I would rather be opportunistic than strategic and then get strategic inside of an opportunity. But I see so many people that spend so much time sort of planning and strategizing. And then when I'm like, well, what do you, you know, what problem or opportunity are you doing all this thinking and doing all this strategizing on top of? And they're sort of like, well, you know, I, you know, I sort of want this to happen and I sort of want this to happen. And I'm like, get get a problem and get an opportunity first before you like get so you know like formalized around strategy and planning so um but that probably comes from my small town uh upstate new york public school roots too you know where you know you're a little bit scrappier than than uh maybe thoughtful yeah no it's funny you say that so i uh actually went to school in upstate new york to do my chiropractic degree so it's kind of funny that that's like a cool place to to live uh i, I was in seneca falls whereabouts did you actually grow up yeah i was in a small town called johnstown new york uh, i've not i've now come to learn that every state has a johnstown, johnstown yeah yeah <laughs> I, I, I just happen to be from the one in new york um which no one also knows where johnstown in new york is sure just like they don't know where johnstown in any other state is yeah um and so, but it was, you know, it was a good place to grow up, you know, lots of, you know, we were outside all the time. So yep. I've never left that part, you know, behind I'm, I'm, you know, very much attracted to the outdoors and do a lot of outdoor activities, um, to sort of keep the body, you know, refreshed and, and, you know, the mind as well. But, um, yeah. And it's also funny that I've met a lot of people from either from upstate New York or have spent some time there. And if you're not from there, the only reason to go to upstate New York is to go to school. Yeah, um, there's, yeah. there's actually a lot of a lot of colleges and universities in upstate New York and really good ones. Um, but and it's a hard, it's a hardy group, right? Because it, it, if you spend time in that area, it just it, it, it tends to, I don't know, give you a little bit of agency, you know, versus spending you know your time in, in some place that's always warm and always nice and where the sun yeah. is always shining right um so i don't know if there's anything to that or not there, there is a discipline factor for sure of, of when you wake up and every day it's a little bit of overcast and it's kind of cold and it's either snowing raining or just bare right it's it's a little bit of everything so you know let to talk a little bit more about you you in the current gig like what is your guys vision what's the deliverable like how do you work with people tell us give us some of those details about the the today gig yeah, most people come to us, you know, whether they're a startup or, or an enterprise, frankly, they come to us typically with a pretty blurry vision of what they want to accomplish. So they've got, you know, some opportunity as an enterprise that they want to capitalize on or as a startup, they've got some, you know, problem that they're trying to dig into, that they're trying to build a product to, to solve, right, that problem and then to build a company, you know, around the product to commercialize it. 
And so a, a lot of our work initially when we're working with clients is what is the, um, you know, what are we trying to accomplish when and how are we going to get there? So, and one of the things that we talk to clients a lot about is when you're building a software product, much like building anything else, don't try to boil the ocean, right? Don't, don't, don't force yourself to make a three-year decision today, make a decision today that, that is, serves your three-month needs. Yeah keeping the three years in mind, because you don't want to ever build anything software-wise that, that you're you're not going to be able to leverage and, and isn't scalable, but you don't have to solve three years from now problems today. You, sure. just have to, you just have to figure out what's your next step with yeah. the product and then make sure you do that to the best of your ability. Because if you don't, you're probably never going to see the three-year mark with the product anyway. Right. So, You've got to have sort of a, a long view, but with a very short-term, iterative, fast focus. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting you bring that up too, because you talked earlier about you know imp almost imperfect action really is right. Like you can you can strategize and plan all day long, but if you never actually come up with a problem to solve, you're never actually going to go anywhere. And I think in software that's one of the big things, right? People have ideas for software, they got this massive goal, and it's like, well, what is the actual problem you're going to solve? And so if you kind of chunk it backwards into these three month milestones, you can actually build something that's going to get you the long goal, but also one be fiscally responsible today, but two actually be something that you can test and and use. So so when you're building these projects, when people engage with you, are they usually small business that have like a one-time idea or is it more of the enterprise guys that you have? Like I know you said you have both. What kind of projects are these? Yeah, uh, it's a mix. Um, and, and some of them are software only. Some of them are IoT and have a hardware component to them. And IoT is obviously growing in popularity and, and more and more physical products have a software component and a, and a data component, you know, as part of their connected nature. Sure. Um, and I would say with enterprises, it's typically more where they see a gap in, in their delivery or they see a gap in their offering. Um, for instance, we were talking with a, uh, an insurance company recently, and they're trying to figure out um, how do they have a better offering for freelance workers and gig economy workers. Uh, because those people tend to fall through the gaps of typical insurance coverage. Sure. And so they're now trying to figure out what kind of digital product can they bring to market, right? That helps sort of facilitate more freelancers engaging with this insurance company and insurance companies being able to offer them something of value that ultimately leads to them, you know, securing a policy with that company. On the, the startup front, it's, it's, you know, sort of the wild west. It is, we, we get approached by clients for, you know, to do everything from build um, new sort of fitness equipment and digital platforms to people that are coming up with new ways to um, more accurately help nurses and physicians to inject people with needles. Um, because, you know, oftentimes when they're trying to insert an IV or another, you know, other situations, Put a needle in somebody's arm for some medical you know medical reason or procedure that they have trouble finding or targeting you know the ideal vein Got and it. so there's a company working on a piece of equipment that and software to help them more accurately predict what is a good vein going to be right hmm. for for a needle stick so on the startups on the startup side it is truly the wild west and you know sometimes i'm even amazed at the stuff that comes across 
our our plates that were that were like wow i didn't even know i didn't even know that was a thing right now now that we know that's a thing this is actually like a very interesting thing sure sure and that's funny you bring that up too because i think at the end of the day in the startup culture just as a whole there's this problem where not every idea is a, a good idea right there's this like hey half the ideas are good half them are just like terrible ideas oh, but most they, most are terrible yeah yeah exactly right i mean maybe maybe it isn't a maybe it's 90 10 right on on bad ideas but the one thing that's interesting is the people who start up with the ideas they actually believe in them super, super deep, right? So when they come to someone like you guys are like, listen, I got this idea, I wanna build it. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't realize what goes into building these types of platforms, whether it's on the IoT side or on the on the pure SaaS kind of technology side, they have no idea what they're getting into. So when they get engaged with you guys, are, are they typically working through like a scoping process because they don't know what they wanna build or do most of these people bring some to the table and say, I want this thing, can you tell me how to do it? Yeah, rarely do they come, you know, with something that, that it, to the level of clarity to say, I want this thing. Typically, yeah. they come and say, here's here's the problem I'm trying to solve. Here's what we've done already around it. Most of the time, it's some very basic wireframes or it's some very basic requirements and scope. And then our team works with them to say, uh, to, to build upon that and to sort of flesh it out and to say, okay, here's what you're really sort of trying to get to. And, and we can help you do that and here's the roadmap and so a big piece of the upfront work is creating and establishing that roadmap got it yeah and, and i think that that like that scoping procedure is, is just like planning in any business right you actually do need to do that part appropriately because that will lead that good roadmap into the future and so i that's that's interesting that you guys have that built in your service what what is the best website for someone to to learn more about you guys how could they learn more yeah it's it, yeah, it's pretty pretty easy. It's awh.net. So the three letters and .net, and that's that's us. Awh.net. And so, if someone wanted to, like, let's say they're they're in an accelerator, an incubator, they're doing something where uh, you know they have an idea, maybe they're pre-seed seed, they've done some funding, they're ready to commit to to building one of these projects, and they want to come and start exploring working with you. Is the best process for them to go to the website and then book a call, or how do how do people typically get in touch with you? Yeah, that's honestly the best way. Go to the site. There's a little contact form there. Fill that out. And then somebody from our team will be in touch within typically 24 hours if it's during the week. And if it's on the weekend, um, on the first Monday or Tuesday. Got it. Okay, cool. And and I, I have a couple more questions for you on the show because I think it, one of the things that a lot of people don't do when they when they come on here is they don't talk about the future as much as I would like them to. So what do you see the future of, of your guys' business being, right? You, you've obviously developed this kind of niche area that you guys like to work in, but what do you see the next kind of, let's say, two to five years looking like for you guys? Do you see a direction, an industry, a type of work that you're going to be doing in the future? Yeah, I think that that it, and we've already begun this shift. Um, so this is this is not an epiphany, really. But th there is um, developing software now is becoming more like like Legos than it is um, like a a chemistry set. Um, and I don't know if that, I, I, that's like the first time I've used that analogy. So I have no idea if it's any good or not. Um, but you know, to, historically, building software has been very sort of mysterious and very sort of 
Um, you've got to have the right people and the right ingredients at the right time, right, to make it all work. Sure. You know, with with all the tools and all the processes and all the methodologies and all the d different languages and tech stacks, you know, et cetera, it's becoming much more about building blocks than than it was even 10 years ago, certainly 20 years ago. A good example, maybe this is even a better example. Today, we wouldn't ever think of actually building a, a, a shopping cart, right, into an e-commerce store, right? There are too many good shopping carts out there that are already, you know, end-to-end -end encoded and you just wire it into your product, right? Got it. So, you know, it's becoming much more about, so the difference in the evolution it has become and is gonna continue that it's much more about what's the right user experience, what's the right design, and then the assembly of sort of the code and the assembly, you know, to make it work, it now has become kind of the easier part than figuring out what the right user experience is, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I think it does. And it, and it, it is interesting to see it. I remember if I, you know, I'm probably going to date myself a little bit here, but I was born in 93. And one of the first projects I worked on was a little bit of HTML on a floppy disk. That was like the end of floppies, right? It was it was like kind of yeah, late Yeah, cool. That would have been, been about the end, end of the era, right? Yeah, exactly. And so like you see, you know, some basic line, line items there. And now you can go to a platform like WordPress where you know, low code, no code, right? You basically can build a whole website without having any HTML experience. And that's just been within, you know, 10, 15 years. I can imagine the software side now, like, you know, we got cars that are driving themselves, right? Like we think about where that's came in the last hundred years and software is really a fundamental piece of, of all of those changes that people are making. And now you look at SaaS as a whole, there's a subscription for everything at this point, right? Everybody's got a subscription in, in some kind of part of their business, whether that's a data subscription or some kind of marketing tool subscription or some kind of CRM and kind of just management tool or like whatever you guys are building for different clients. Like there is so much SaaS in the marketplace right now because people realize realize we don't need a human to do this anymore. There are actually better ways to do it in a replicatable manner. So I think it's very interesting that you guys are um, working towards that future kind of, um, you know, projections that are out there. What what are you most excited for this year? What what is do you have a project or some kind of thing vision that you have that you're most excited for looking forward to before the end of 2021? Yeah, the thing for us, and it's always kind of a rolling excitement for us because when when we and this is true for most creators and most and most craftspeople is you, you spend so much time energy and effort building something and creating something that you can't wait until you know someone actually consumes it and someone uses it right and so with whether it's you know you're painting a painting or you know performing a song right the thing that you hear most from creators is you know what made it worth it is when they rolled it out and people enjoyed it people started listening to it or people went to a gallery and saw their paintings and so for us as creators of software it's kind of the same thing in that what we get the most excited about and the most jazzed about is when a client of ours releases a product that we've worked with on them and they get their first customers and users on it sure and so that's the part for us that never gets old and is always sort of a rolling excitement for us we have a, a client who's just put their first customer on the product in the last two weeks. And, and, you know, that's all, that always also creates some, you know, some new challenges because sure. when you get customers on a product for the first time, they, they find things that they want different about it. That's understood that that's cool. But it, there's also that excitement of 
whoa, they're actually using it and they're enjoying it and they have feedback for us. And all of that is sort of the, the creator craftsperson sort of high, right? That somebody's actually now using something that you created. Of course. Yeah, I know. And, that, and that's a great feeling too, right? To have a complete project in that sense or something. Even, yeah, I know there's more iterations and testing and feedback loops that happen down line, but to be able to say, yeah, we have gone to market, right? Now we are going to market. We have gone to market. It is in the marketplace. There are users, there are people excited about it. there are people paying for it, right? There's there's people that are actively engaged. So I think that's super cool that you guys have that and being able to serve the enterprise level and also be able to serve the um, kind of smaller startup world. I think that's a good a good blend for both because you know there's definitely a need there. Um, what, I just want to thank you for coming on the prospecting show. I like to keep all the episodes fairly short. Um, Ryan Frederick, again, for people who are listening to the show, and are looking, uh, you know, for some type of quotation discovery, look through the process, ewh.net. You can jump on there, um, go in, take a look at some of the, the work that they're doing and book a time with someone on the team. But again, that's ewh.net. Thank you so much, Ryan, for coming on the prospecting show and have a great rest of the day. Thanks for having me.